Season 1, Episode 4 of Gupshub Pod. I'm your host, Tejas, and you can follow me at My Life is in TV. And today I talked to one of my oldest friends, someone that I grew up with in Bahrain, and someone that I get to spend a lot of time talking Formula 1, Premier League, and cricket, as well as some other things as well, kind of being in Twitter jail, and what's it like living with people when it's not your family. It's a great podcast, and really looking forward to this one. Hope you all enjoy. Hello. Yo, what's up? I'm actually drinking because uh, I'm actually right. because there was some alcohol left over from yesterday. Uh-huh. And we're just like, we can't waste that. What are you doing? I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I went out last night too. So I feel that I like, can't waste. We were drinking at home. So the, uh, Bombay has like this 8 to 8 curfew now. Uh-huh. And, uh, it's ridiculous, yeah. right? Like, what do you guys achieve by 8 p.m.? Huh? Yeah, exactly, right? But they have to do it because, so they did it from Holi to Easter, which is mm-hmm. Sunday to Sunday. Mm-hmm. But I have a feeling they'll extend it for sure because, like, the cases here are going out of control. Didn't you tell me last time we were talking, it's like it doesn't even exist here? So it's So that's the thing, okay? So last year, this time, everyone was safe. When food came home, I used to spray it, not touch it leave it under the sun. I'd be like, Ganesh, whatever comes home, keep it under the sun for two hours and then take it into the kitchen. Yeah. Spray it with disinfectants and everything. Now I went, I go down and I forget my mask at home. <laughs> <laughs> and it's way more serious now because we're the ones who are carrying it, right? Like, so it's mm-hmm. our age group that's spreading it over here mm-hmm. because all of us are doing crazy shit. No one gives a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's back to... Uh, so just back to full speed. So, yeah, it's actually more scary now. And I was just telling Oj and uh, Krishna and Devika Varos, I was telling them it's actually yeah. crazier now because we're way more lethargic. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's no, not a good thing. What's tough after, like, a year of trying to have the energy to stay positive, but also, like, after a year, just, like, not caring anymore because it is tough. Yeah. I have a friend of the pod, Krishna and David. I messaged her because I think she had done something for uh, Krish because she had done something for Russell Organic. It was like the little watermelon thing. Yeah, they were having shoots here. So they, were having, as well. <laughs> they were having a shoot outside and I was working inside. Uh-huh. Because I saw like I saw tequila and stuff come out. I'm like, yeah, I'm out of here. I need to work. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, this isn't gonna help me work at all. So but yeah, they were doing a shoot. And um, there's like a nice space here, right? Outside. Yeah. So these guys keep having shoots over there. That's where my TikTok skills came up as well. Nice. That was good. Have you been enjoying TikTok? I mind I don't have TikTok. When I meant TikTok, I meant that one reel that I did for. Oh, the one reel that you had done. And then, like, my one. friend saw it, Vijay saw it. He's like, holy shit, what a shoot. I don't even know you had this side. And my other friends are like, bro, so what is this? Is this skill or is it acting? How does it work? I'm like, bro, you know, it's all impromptu. It's just thrown upon me and I improvise. And we're just like, dude, how the fuck do you say so much shit? <laughs> Friend of the pod, Vijay, I asked him if he wanted to come on. He said he was busy with work, but maybe next month. Are you planning on going into acting and modeling? <laughs> see this is the thing so if you message Vijay now he has a template uh-huh. 
and it is i am busy till this day please contact me after this day <laughs> bro what do you want to do for your birthday bro just leave he'll say it in tamil he'll be like priya vidangi ji just like you know just leave me alone i, I don't want to do anything we're like bro it's your birthday you'll obviously do something he's like after yeah. this day i'm available until then i'm not available because he's studying for a cfa right yes yes so it's basically like yes. a safe template on his phone yeah we should talk about it on the podcast and i should make him listen to it i'll be like <laughs> This is what I have to say about you. Yeah. How are they? How like when was the last time you were back in Chennai or in Bangalore? Dude, recently, man, I've been shooting between Bombay and Bangalore quite a bit because okay. of work, and because I like now I'm literally chilling in both places now. In the sense, yeah. I go home or I come here, and um, yeah. Apart from that, Chennai, I've been to two times. three mm-hmm. times since like the lockdown got lifted and stuff yeah so last year from march to whenever i went i think i went in september or october was like the longest i've been away from chennai in a while mm-hmm. so i went there then then i went there once after mm-hmm. that and then in between i had to make like an emergency visit cuz mm-hmm. sir hung's dad passed away so i went there to spend some time with him yeah and yeah so i was there with him for like 9 days i went from here and then i came back here Well, that's good. It's nice that you're I like I've told you whenever I've seen you it's always nice that now that you're there like you're and the way that you care for people going to see them and spending time with them I really like that that's something that I do as well. So it's been really yeah, nice. I think it's like people you have right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And also you can be like hey, you know, because it's a different lens, it's a different way in person versus like virtual, right? The way that you can show just being exactly. around Yeah, for sure. It's way more personal when you're in person, especially if you've been. Um, I think it's. I think it's different in the sense if you haven't seen the person for long, mm-hmm. and you get close to them, then obviously in person matters. But I think if yeah. you've been for a while, I think virtual is also like a way. Yeah, it's totally like keep in touch and do things. That's true. Um, Speaking of, yeah. since you brought it up, how long? have we known each other for for the listeners and do you remember the first time meeting me yeah i totally remember the first time i met both both and you it was actually together right yeah it was at the course it was at the course okay yeah. like most uh it was we did like an art exchange course at that age uh-huh. it was like so that was like the first time i remember meeting you guys like seeing you guys but the first mm-hmm. time i met you guys was probably a little after that in your house or in my house because there would have been a satsang or something yeah it's like our lives have evolved so much from there to there yeah it's how we met but this is what we do now yes yeah <laughs> i was talking about this uh, uh aditya balamurli bala as well because yeah, yeah, yeah. he also because he's over yeah. here in atlanta and your sister was living in georgia and now yeah. Texas and he was saying like oh you know you moved you moved to a new city and then 6 months go by a year goes by and you know someone you're like oh yeah you know oh i can see them whenever and then suddenly like life happens and people move people get right? jobs people everything just changes yeah like, like did me- you did you think 2 years ago that you would be spending so much time shuttling between bombay and bangalore absolutely not no way not this much at least i think the lockdown changed like a lot of things in so many ways mm-hmm. 100% yeah 
because it was thrown upon all of us. No one expected it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I obviously didn't expect it to be this important to me, like being in Bombay mm -hmm. or even being in Bangalore and how I'm shuffling between the two places. Yeah. But it's really good that um, like I have work and luckily I have work here because I was stuck here during the lockdown and then I was, yep. uh, I had to take up like the expansion here in Bombay. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so it just started off there and for, yeah, so then since then I've just been taking care of the Bombay region. I've been here and I've been in Bangalore for like different work. Right. Um, it's basically you can work from home, but at the end of the day, in my line, you have to bring in business. So some people will want to meet face to face, especially right now, because everyone's like, dude, Corona and all is done. Don't worry about it. Just come. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. <laughs> we're like, we're like, we don't know how to deal with these guys, but we need the money that they're giving us. Yeah. So let's go. <laughs> so yeah, but I don't, I didn't expect it at all, but it's been really nice because this actually sort of feels like home as well. Mm -hmm. Because you're just like you're chilling here, even chilling with uncle, chilling with Ronnie. I feel like my attachment to a pet has like skyrocketed in the last mm -hmm. one year. You like never... the other day I was talking to Aishu and then I was looking at Rani. I'm like, oh, Kanna, don't worry. This She's like, did you just call Rani Kanna? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. She's like, that. I, she's like, that's something I never expected from you. You didn't have um, pets growing up, right? No, we didn't. So my dad and my sister really liked pets, but my mom was super scared of a dog. Mm -hmm. Like, but now we have cats at home. They're not loved inside. They have to roam the like the compound. Yeah. <laughs> and my dad's like, oh, they saved my garden from the rats and stuff like that. the cats. Yeah, so, kill the yeah rats. but my mom mm -hmm. like your dad has that garden in the back, right? Because I remember what? when I came over, when I came over to meet your parents after how long. And your dad showed me the garden that was there. Yeah, in the yeah, back. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, the, cat, the cats, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what. So my dad's like, these cats are good because they'll save the garden from the rats. Mm -hmm. And my mom's like, oh my God, this, that. They're always like, you know, coming to the kitchen window. They're always like, you know, making noises. I'm, mm -hmm. but, but like after two months, usually I'll be home, right? If I'm working from home, I'm obviously home. So yeah. my mom comes back and she's like, oh, did you feed the cats? I'm like, wait, what? And I actually forgot to do it because, so the good thing is for me, it was different because so in between sometimes Oj comes home as well, yeah. like in Bangalore and then she sees the cats. So she's obviously super attached to yeah. like, pets in general. So she'll be like, oh no, we need to feed them. And then I saw that and I'm like, oh, you know, next time I leave the house around this time, I should like feed them. Yeah. It was like a learning for me as well because I'm not used to it. Like my dad and my sister are the ones who really like them. Mm -hmm. My mom was scared of them. I used to be scared of them, but then I realized you don't really have to be scared of them. They, like when they're coming to you, they're just trying to be friendly. Yeah. And I don't think I realized that when I was younger because usually when you see two big dogs barking at you, I'm just like, holy shit. I'm all mm -hmm. over that. Mm -hmm. But with Rani, I feel it's very different. It's very convenient. You know what I mean? You can carry her. Yeah. In the beginning, I used to like bully her a little. And <laughs> <Tell me more. laughs> I think I know what kind of bully. Yeah, Uncle and Oji will be like, we can't leave her here. Ishwa will bully her. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, it's not that bad, you know. I'm not like torturing her. No, something. no, you're just like winding her up. I, I yeah, know because yeah, I've seen yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I do that to her sometimes as well. <laughs> right? That's just what we do, man. I mean, we're like, we're guys, we're dicks. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. 
you're just dead. I don't, I don't know what it is. It's like, oh, this sweet, innocent yeah. thing. Let me just be a dick to it just to like have a laugh. Exactly. It's just like a thought process. And you don't mean it in a bad way or anything. But I feel like after I came back, like in, I think in November or December, whenever I came back, mm-hmm. I feel like I've been way nicer to Ronnie in the sense I don't feel like irritating her because yeah. I'm just like, oh man, it's so sad. But uh, last week I felt like there was some of the thing coming back in terms of dragging her. And then I realized she is like, again, being a little hesitant to come with me. Then I'm like, no, no, I'm sorry. I won't do it again. Yeah. <laughs> do you so think like, she knows like i know because sometimes i'll like be scratching her ear and then i'll just blow into her ear randomly and then she gets <laughs> <the person. Yeah. laughs> funny. oh my god it's so funny like, you she's think- like, dude like why the fuck you doing that <laughs> what's the purpose i don't know do you, do you think that this kind of reasoning that we have is the reason why as like because we both are in the have been in twitter jail before for you it was a long period of time for me it was three months this summer um do you think that's because just like that that prodding and pushing even on group chats as well just like that little like buzz here you go i think my thing with twitter is like a little different in the sense that i felt like twitter had so much freedom to express yourself or say whatever you want in terms of banter Mm-hmm. because of being a particular sports fan and messing with a particular audience it was also yes. just good it was good time pass you know it just kept things going no one meant anything seriously or said yeah. anything bad way you're just like abusing so people. i feel like that sort of gave me twitter was like a platform for me to understand banter in like a different way mm-hmm. or you know understand sarcasm in a different way i feel like yeah. my it's really sad. I'm in a way. I'm happy. I'm out of Twitter because I feel like my life revolves around sarcasm now. Not everyone understands it entirely, so that could like work out really badly for you. Yeah. And, um. Yeah. So uh, I just got out of Twitter because I created like my initial account got blocked. Yeah. Which was really annoying for me because I had followers from like 2006 and 2007 on that. Way back. Time ago, and I didn't. I don't even know what these guys' handles are anymore. So I created a new account again. I like start building up on my followers, and again they blocked me, dude. I'm like, okay, I'm done. It's fine. I'll just read like some random news. Yeah. And you see, I have WhatsApp groups now, so I have one real group for banter. Yeah. And Vijay and all of them. No, no, Vijay and all. Not even a football fan, dude. That guy is. Oh yeah. Yeah. That guy is, uh, he started watching football in college because he saw like the Man City thing in my house, the Aguero thing. Yes. Yeah. He saw that... it in my house and he saw Sarah became, he's like, wow, man, football gives you so much emotions. I want to follow it. And then he comes back one week later and he's like, yeah, the clubs I want to support are Man City and Real Madrid because they're the ones who have money. <laughs> he's like, who has money? I want to support them. So yeah, he's not really a football fan. He doesn't really watch much. He just follows it in terms of scores and stuff. Yeah. And throws it around me for like banter but yeah but the group that i'm talking about is like a bunch of these other guys who i met through work and other social things and the sort of banter that goes around there is pretty hardcore like if you're some i haven't even met some of those guys but the things i've said to them is pretty bad (laughs) and the good thing is they take it so and they give it back as well but yeah yeah, it's sometimes it gets like borderline crazy, and you're like, okay, I don't know if I want to indulge in this. <laughs> Maybe I'm gonna. Oh, yeah, I feel like in that way, I don't miss Twitter. But now I go to Twitter and just search for things. I'm like, what's news? Who are the good guys? What's happening? Yeah. 
Well, no, so, even because like I wasn't um, whenever sports is on and I'm not able to watch it because I have like my own regular life. At least I can follow along with what's happening through Twitter and through like sure. the, group, the group chats are happening and they're also flying, but everyone just has their own agenda, so to speak. Like they're going to say what you think they're going to say. If you meet someone that's a Ferrari fan, you meet someone that's like a Mercedes fan, you know what they're going to say about the other. It's like, okay, I've heard it already. It's, I feel like F1, there's a lot less room for banter in terms of... You think of, so? Yeah, because I just feel like when a team dominates, they dominate so much that the rivals yeah. can't... <laughs> you can't really say much. You're like, dude, I can see the results out there. I can see how bad my team is doing. Yeah. Like this time I was telling someone I was excited for the F1 season because yeah, I was excited from a Ferrari point of view, but I was excited from a sport point of view. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, because I, I haven't given up on Ferrari, but I just think that the sport itself is becoming more competitive, yep. like across the field, which is a really good thing for the sport, because I don't think there was ever a time when so many teams were competitive or so many teams were fighting for so many places. Yeah. And F1, obviously, even you score like one point and it's still worth like millions of dollars for the team. That's true. Which is huge. And yeah, so I think it's way better now. Like when we started watching F1, I started, I really started following F1 when we went for the race together. In yes, that's right. Right. And I remember having a fucking crazy time. Bro. Yeah, it was, and, it was a lot of fun. It was so yeah, much fun. I left my seats and I came to some fancy ass box seats with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and then alcohol didn't matter. So yeah. It was, it was obviously alcohol there, but I was just standing on the balcony the whole time. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And uh, yeah, that's probably when I started following F1. So from then to now, like the changes have been mad. Like I was right? telling Oj about it because she started watching Drive to Survive. Oh, I love that. I mean, I love all yeah. content. See, I think the good thing that happened to Formula One is that change in management. Like Bernie Eccleston was a nice guy, but mm-hmm. I don't think he was someone who understood modern sport really well. Mm. Like, I feel like his main influence on the sport was Lewis Hamilton in terms of spreading popularity for the sport. Mm-hmm. Because Hamilton was so vocal about whatever he did from a yep. very young from a very young time in his career. But once the new owners came in, they blew things up. You know, mm-hmm. they made it like super Sunday, dude, like football and stuff. Yeah. yeah. You have to show around Formula One, that's massive. Yeah, that's true. That's so true. You understand the sport so much more. Like even if you understand the sport, there sometimes you don't totally understand the technicalities or the details yep. of it. But I feel like now there are more people who understand what a power unit is what yeah makes a difference how having a what is that room called where you check your airflow but yeah whatever no, <laughs> like, and like the way in which tunnel, you know, a wind tunnel how important yes. a wind tunnel is and things like that so i think it's really good for the sport man i think also as well because like uh, like i told you in that f1 group chat that we have there are some people like like you engineer them there's some people who are like you know business people and it's just like a great match of the two that's what the sport is now it's a match of like business and engineering to make these kind of honestly the mechanical horses that these jockey jockeys ride in and they make millions and everyone's happy but it's ridiculous like two separate two groups of distinctly separate people that never talk to each other can make these machines that are within 0.001 seconds of each other like how does that work i don't yeah it's crazy and you basically just have that much analysis and things happening around right now that 
when a driver tells the fucking engineer or the mechanic that no, yeah. this feels a little weird. They're like, no, our computers tell us there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. I was like, bitch, I'm driving the car. Don't you worry. Something's wrong with it. No man, like that was one of the big problems in Red Bull for Gasly. Yeah. Gasly never understood his car enough, and he wasn't allowed enough, um, enough of a peek into his car because mm. he. Made all the decisions for him, so I was never fully comfortable with the car. And I feel like a lot of drivers these days have that problem. Mm-hmm. You're like someone like a Max Verstappen. That guy's his raw talent. That guy, yeah. Leclerc. Yeah, I'm really happy for this young generation coming through. I think it's going to be massive. But yeah, so now analytics and computers take over everything, dude. It's just um, yeah. it's crazy. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. That I love the uh, Bahrain race. I think it was for people who are fans of racing. Really nice race cool. and. Yeah, it was a really nice race, and it also showed that um, Lewis Hamilton is a fighter again, which is really sad. Like, so I really respect Lewis Hamilton for what he's done. Hundred percent. Yeah, you can. Like, Did test the guy, but I'm like, you know what? If this guy is doing something like this, it obviously means something. You know, a teammate yeah. is not able to catch up with him when he has the same car. But now he has seven. I respect him for it, but I don't want that eight, man. It's just, um, mm. I never thought it would happen this early in my life when someone matches Schumacher's record. Yeah. I always thought I'd be like 40 or 50 when someone did it. <laughs> I fucking tore that apart. Oh. And yeah, I don't think I want eight. And I think this season might actually be different, dude. I think Max Verstappen has a legit chance. He looks, he looks so good. The theory was that because uh, Teco Perez had to start in the, they had to do an extra formation lap, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he stopped on the track. Yeah. In the, formation lap. So the theory was that if it had happened, then Verstappen would have had one more lap to overtake Hamilton. And possibly uh, the theory. So basically, Red Bull again have team problems. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, it's like small things just compound themselves. In the lap. I mean, I'm, I love it. I love the race. I, I was also thinking about this as well, like, Every time, like Bahrain generally on average produces a high quality race. Like there's a lot of drama. There's a lot of good racing. There's a, do you remember that 2017 one where like one of the Ferrari cars ran over one of the engineers put by mistake when it came into the- Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's, he rammed into the engineer. That guy went flying. There's <laughs> all the entertainment in that race, dude. Even the first race that we went for, a car yeah. was, a car burnt up. On the other yeah. side, it's all black smoke. That's right. That's right. Right. We were at turn one, and it happened over, uh, like after turn six or turn seven. And stuff. Yeah. Consistently producing high quality races. Um, so what? So what have you learned about yourself in the last twelve months? Oh my god. It's a tough question. Much in the last one year. Dude. You already mentioned how much kinder you are towards Ronnie and how you've become more. Uh, yeah, that's only one thing that I didn't even think of till now. Thanks for that. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. You also already mentioned the way that you engage with, like, yeah. And also, you mentioned the way you engage with like your friends through social media channels now because it's been more difficult to be able to see them. Like we normally see each other at least twice a year, and now it's yeah. been like eight, what, twelve, more than twelve. Yeah, sixteen months. 16 months. Was it New Year's Day 2020? Yeah. yeah. And then you went to Bahrain. 
Yeah, I went because it was mom's birthday. And, and who like, knew we're not going to see you from then, dude? I that didn't is expect insane. it. That is crazy. It is, right? Right? Yeah, I think apart from that, I've learned, um, I don't know, man. See, and I, I think um, living with, like, Uj over here, because I got locked down with her, mm -hmm. by itself was, like, a huge thing. So I think I learned a lot from her in terms of just how, like, I feel like different life experiences, which I haven't heard of before. Yeah. Right? Like, just in terms of, it doesn't even need to, like, be on one thing. I think it's so many different things. Like, even just how you talk to someone or how you, like, you can be yourself, but you also need to be sensitive about things. Mm. And uh, I feel like I've learned a lot of patience. You were always patient, I thought. I've, I don't know, man. I feel like I've learned way more patience. I've learned to like control things. I feel like thanks to Ojin, I was staying in your house. Yeah. I feel like I know how to like run a house now to an extent, mm -hmm. which is also a good thing. And um, dude, I feel like I've, yeah, it, like I've learned a bunch of things in the last one. When was the last time that you lived with someone that was like in the same age range? Because I know when you go back to Bangalore, you, you're with your parents. Same, like, I've um, never stayed with someone. You never stayed with someone like in the same age range, similar, no? This long, no way. Oh, wow. So, like, yeah, but I feel like it was super easy staying with Oj because she does her own thing and I do my own thing. Right, yeah. Just apart from pushing me to like, one of the best things I've done is probably like live my life max since I met her because she's mm -hmm. always on the move. I feel like I'm much more lazier as a person, but then being with her just made me way more active. Like super active because she's always on the move. She's always like, let's do this, let's do this. Like, some days yeah. I'm like, listen, man, uh, I'm just a little tired. You go ahead, meet your friend. <laughs> I'm okay with not meeting your friends today. <laughs> and she's like, what the fuck? I'm like, yeah, uh, my body's giving up. And then, um, yeah, but I, and dude, I feel like patience in a different way. You know what? We you know what's bad though. I feel like um, I've been a lazy person in general. Mm -hmm. The lockdown made me even more lazy. I didn't know these levels of lazy existed. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that, you guys told me this story, would you, and I was going to ask you if you would have done this if she hadn't like put you, or I guess like, planned it but there was that like boat party that happened in mumbai you her mall friend of the pod mall who i've been asking also to come on the podcast and she's just like i'm not going to do it um <laughs> which you can't convince like i want you know and then there's uh you the four of you uh went on like a boat party right yeah would you have done that if ajwala wasn't the one who had like suggested it or like is that something that in your like, um because it's very no, the people get to do it. Unless I had someone with the same energy as Ojo, the same. Yeah. Energy. All of us were drunk. I would totally, con I would totally tell someone to do it. But when mm -hmm. Ujin and I were just chilling, she's like, "Listen." I looked at it. I'm like, "Hey, see that?" And she's like, "Put it in the bag." I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, "Cool, let's just do this." I think I, yeah, man, you need someone on that energy to do it, or someone yeah. willing to do it like that. No, that makes sense. Yeah, that boat party was a lot of fun. 
At one point, we went down because the party up was so bad. We went down. We had taken that bottle with us mm-hmm. and went down and we're like, okay, fine, fuck this. Let's like smoke a joint now over here. And we roll a joint on that boat and we're smoking it over there. And then we come back up. We're like, boss, give us four Jaeger bombs. <laughs> so we come back up and then they're like, we have to move the party downstairs. So we go downstairs to like a ramp. This fucking boat has a dance room somewhere downstairs, dude. And it's such a dingy fucking room. So shady. It's so fucking. I mean, I go in there. I'm like, we're leaving this place in the next two minutes. We're like, okay, fine, let's do four Jaeger bombs and then leave. We go to the guy. We're like, boss, Jaeger bombs. This, that. He's like, boss, the last Jaeger bomb was, you know, the one that I gave you. After that, someone took the bottle. We're like, what? Who the fuck takes a bottle and goes? And you guys didn't know they took it? And we're like, you know, talking them, engaging with them too much. And I'm like, okay, guys, listen, they're engaging way too much. I think we should stop and leave right now before they yeah. start checking shit. <laughs> yeah, then we came out. But that room was so shady, dude. Holy oh. shit. It's like we went on that boat to get that bottle and then we left. <laughs> but yeah, you've, this always, you've always used common sense. At some point, you're like, no, we're giving too much away. Like, let's just. Yeah, yeah. That's where my older brain comes into play. I'm like, wait, think, think. <laughs> so that's another thing that I've learned. Like patience in a sense. You know, sometimes when I'm alone, I'll probably be like the guy trying to do crazy shit when I'm not around. But then when you're around people who you who you know can probably um like where everyone's gonna get shit faced. Yeah. Then I'm like, holy shit, I can't be the one getting shit faced. I can be the one like sort of controlling things as well, yeah. apart from just getting drunk. And I actually really like that because uh, I think I'm, I don't know if I'm the biggest fan of alcohol. I think I'm a mm-hmm. fan of it on particular days, but mm-hmm. I prefer smoking over drinking. Like, yeah. It's a, different, it's a different mindset that you have sometimes I because, like, why is it so? I think the way that a lot of uncles drink, for example, it's a lot more relaxing than probably how like, you know, twenty-one year olds drink for sure. That relationship with alcohol is different. Yeah. We don't respect those drinks. We're like fucking down to us. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> it's just and but that's the thing I was going to ask as well, because I also see, for example, the yoga mat. And this is really bad podcasting because it's not like the listeners can see what I'm seeing. But like the yoga mat in the background and stuff. Okay, we, you can awesome. huh? like, we can draw them a picture. We can draw them a picture and be like, hey, there's, there's a box there about 10 meters away from you. And then it has a yoga mat in it. I might, I might do a little bit of like uh, Photoshopping as I do for all of the like podcast episodes that I put out. So there'll be like you maybe holding like a yoga mat or like, you know, a whiskey. We'll, we'll see. I'll decide depending on how much time I have, how much I can put in. But do you also mean like matching in the sense of like, not only what you do when you go out, but also because you guys live, like you guys are staying together and being in this like environment. Also what you do when you're not out, like what you're doing at home. And the way that you guys like do exercise and yoga and just engage with like the way you guys watch TV, eat, it's very similar in that sense now, right? Like being able to do yeah, those kinds of things together. Yeah. Oh my God, dude, like Matt, shout out to Uj for making me eat the best food in the last one year. Mm. Sort of cooking she does is fucking unbelievable. I don't know where she gets right. that energy from. There are some days when I'm literally like, dude, I, I don't this know. Give me a protein bar and I'll be good. Just give me like some milk and I'm okay. 
<laughs> exactly right like almost she's like what do you want to eat i'm like on curd rice uh yeah she's like what how can you never make a decision on this i'm actually man whether whatever i say even if i say i want this even if i don't say i'll anyway end up getting something good to eat yeah and yeah so, so i feel like the food that i've eaten one, last one year is just mm, my god it's so good <laughs> man at one point i never thought i'd do this in my life at one point during the lockdown i was making gnocchi with her yeah like fresh gnocchi ex- existed before i made it it's like i brought it to life that's amazing Yeah so it was a lot of fun for sure so yeah it's i don't think it's completely sync like we obviously have dinner together and stuff but um yeah. at the end of the day she works super hard i'm sitting at home and working but she goes to the factory she comes back she when she works out at home she usually just works out alone it's usually her doing her own thing me doing my own thing yeah to an extent not all the time obviously but i'm saying yeah. on a normal work day that's probably how it is because i end up working really late as well yeah but we but on most days she, she so the other thing is i don't think i make enough plans because i'm like oh jewel anyway i have a plan i know i can go to drink easy right so easy right so easy uh yeah so it's it's been nice it's been really nice learning dude mm-hmm. like the learning for me as well cuz i didn't think i could stay with someone for like an extended period of time even if it's just a friend it still makes a difference to that's true it means you're able to tolerate someone else in your space yeah 100% yeah so yeah. which is like a really good thing and you kind of realize that oh you know you can actually like i don't know like probably be okay with this or mm-hmm. just if you're getting like and um, eventually when you get married i feel like most people's main fear is are we going to be able to live with them for extended periods of time because i'm only used to being alone or around my parents right yeah i've never stayed with someone when even when i've stayed alone i've just stayed alone mm-hmm. like i usually prefer my own space i don't think i'm see i speak a lot to people who speak to me or who are social with me but like alone if i had to talk to someone i don't know if i'd be able to do it unless i was drinking mm-hmm. or even if i was drinking i don't know if i'd be like just freely able to start up a conversation and get someone to talk yeah. but if they speak to me i feel like i'll be way more active in the conversation yeah 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 cuz there's that like social component where you're like oh what do we talk about but then at yeah. least like with, with all these like uh community diffusers like you can just talk about it i always find sport is a really good way to like diffuse Oh, I know what like I feel like I really it's really easy talking to you because you talk about so many different things yeah. and for me that's like a dream thing because then I'm like I just need to be like I can come up with conversations as well because you're talking about something then I can talk about mm-hmm. something and that comes to my head but if I was the one who had to start the conversation I'll be so I'll mm. be out like I'll be blank I'll be like mm, what do I say I have no idea I see see for me it's just like I'll do like three I'll do like one funny thing that I'll bring up and then like one serious thing. So like on one serious thing I'm like, "Oh, like, you know, how's your mental health?" And then one funny thing, "Oh, did you know Lakshmi Pratibhaji is the best batter that the Indians <laughs> ever had at 11?" I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, that's a little bit controversial. I don't know how I feel about that." Because <laughs> you're going to a going to a club meeting a random girl, these are the two questions that are Yeah. <laughs> no. Like who is Lakshmi Pratibhaji? You're like Oh, you can take that to a whole new level of that, though. 
but I don't you know, see anything. It's like, it's like that meme where the, the guy is talking to a girl who is very uninterested. It's at a club. And like, did, did you know that Lakshmi Patibalaji was the best uh, bowler and batsman for India? That's <laughs> like, oh, okay, fine. That's like giving someone false information like right on their face. I know. Well, that's the thing. Like, even yeah, if I know. that's it, what a good way to just yeah, absolutely. But I'm saying something like that would never strike me. No, I would be like, I would like in my house. I would have been like, oh, these are the things you can talk about. When you go there, you're just blank. You're like, shit, that doesn't even make sense now. <laughs> I don't know if you can call it anxiety. I don't know what you can call it, but um, yeah, it's not the. I don't. I'm glad that I have so many friends who can make conversations with me so that doesn't yeah now like it doesn't hold for everyone like in the sense if i'm talking to oj or you i'll talk about anything i don't care about being judged at that point right yeah so it is it's probably that social anxiety is like a huge fucking thing yeah no for sure and it, it's also probably introvertism right like when you spend so yeah. much time being by yourself you kind of you know, and I know yeah. this because I was here by myself for like a solid year uh, yeah. pandemic. And then I would just always go into New York to spend time with people because I didn't want to like spend time alone by myself. But I think also you, Ishwar, like you're pretty happy. Well, you, you're comfortable being by yourself as well. Which a lot, is, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's the best. I yeah. love being by myself. In the sense, I don't find it. Um, I mean, I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but um, I, think I, yeah, I don't find it like, obviously it gets to me if I'm home, say for two weekends and I haven't gone out the third, the third weekend, I'll be like, fuck, fuck, fuck. I need to go out. It's Friday, it's Friday, it's Friday. Yeah. And I'll make plans. <coughs> Another thing I'm really bad at is saying no to people. Mm, yeah. that don't want to go out. I'll make two different plans and be like, yeah, I'm coming. Yeah, I'm coming at 11. I'll be like, man, you know, I had such a long day. They're like, yeah. bitch, it's 11 in the night. You're literally told us you're going to come to this club. But I understand that's a really bad thing to do. Yeah. But it's, I can't help myself, man. Like, what am I supposed to do? No. I don't want to say no to him right then because then they'll be like, oh, why? What's this? What's that? Yeah. I said, I just say yes. And then later I tackle over the no. Yeah. <laughs> I do. That. I, I have that same issue sometimes as well, where it's like, I've said yes. Because uh, it's just, I don't want to say no. I feel bad, and then I'll feel guilty, and then I'm like, yeah, oh, maybe yeah, I can I go for like half an hour. I think that's a people-pleaser thing to an extent. Right? Yeah, it probably but is. Okay, man, I think it's totally fine. In the sense, um, yeah, I don't want bad wives from anyone. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's good to be that person. Like, I don't think I, like, I've, I've met so many people in my life. I don't think I genuinely dislike someone. Mm-hmm. Or Same. I don't see anyone as my enemy, if that makes sense. Out of the people you've met, because there are definitely people that I haven't met that I genuinely hate. Like Yeah, 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 for sure. Because yeah. you're like, fuck them. Like, yeah. uh, like, like Jose Mourinho. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, it, it frustrates me to no end. I, yeah. I wake up every morning waiting to see that little photo on Tottenham Hotspur Twitter. Exactly. The one with like the angle looking up at the logo, like club news. I'm just waiting for that day. But it's just incredibly. And then, you know, there's also like every day I have to sit and think to myself, I can't go on the group chat and say how much I hate this guy again because people will get bored of the same story. So I find like other different like ways to rephrase it basically. 
And then I keep thinking to myself, like, you know, this is in the grand scheme of things, this is very unimportant, but football is the most unimportant, important, like important, unimportant thing. For sure. And okay, dude, it takes away so much of it. I'm she, you know, sometimes OJ will be like, if you invest the amount of time you do in sports, in like yeah. your life, work life, she like, yeah. you'll be happier with work today. I'm like, uh, what? Or yeah. she says, be happier with life. Or, you know, yeah. she'll be like, have something going for you. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I'm like, shit, I don't know how to respond to this. But, oh. you know, I also think it's like a good distraction to have, you know, it's like, exactly. you're, you're doing so much so it's just a good thing to have i don't know i've always thought about it though i'm like when am i going to get bored of watching like football week in week out when you watch Jose i know i have i've spoken to people who are like older than me who used to support like united when they were younger or watch more games but now they're like yeah there's no time you know life this that they're obviously much older than me but still you know Okay, I wonder if I'll ever become like that, but I don't think I will, man. Well, see, I don't know, because I think, like, football is the relationship that we have to our friends, to our family, you know, like, the way that we can talk about it. I, I, hear, I hear stories like that as well, but then I also hear stories of, like, people, when they call their brother up or when they call their sister, all they talk about is football or sports or whatever. Yeah. Because I feel like, you know, no, yeah, 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 dummy, dummy, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's, I don't think. Oh, I'll tell you what, I just thought of this though. I feel yeah. like it's a thing in India because at the end of the day, you're not born at that place watching that game. You don't get to go to games every day. Your father hasn't gone to games. Your grandfather hasn't gone to games week in, week out. Or like just having a, a season ticket or something like that. Those yeah. things play like a much larger role. So those guys are probably more in tune to like be around the surrounding where people are always watching the game. Yeah. But because it's different, right? Like now we're more exposed to it because we love, like we like playing football and then we realize, oh, these are the things that are happening. So I guess we're the ones who are carrying the tradition. So we're the ones who talk about it for a long time. And then, uh, you know, the younger generation talks about it. Or if we have kids, if we have, I don't know. So. Yeah. That would be the case for us in IPL, like with domestic cricket. With right? Because cricket here, who's losing interest in cricket? No one. They're like, oh yeah, such a near century yesterday. No bitch, he retired seven years ago. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like that's what every year during the, every year when watching IPL and even then with like the friends that I have here in the States and the UK, they get to talk IPL about. Like that is probably what something that we'll have that same kind of energy living in India that will be passed on. And that's also a way to establish like relationships with friends, communities. But I think that's why I really like sports. International community. Like there are people in England, people in Australia that watch IPL. Like who would, no one in England is what, no one in Australia is like waking up to watching Vijay Hasari trophy. Like, and it doesn't, doesn't matter. Why do they care if like young Indians do well? They care about their own like BBL and stuff like that. But everyone's, down and watch it. I'm very excited for this season. Yeah, I, I feel like I, the IPL has changed the image of Indian cricket entirely. Hundred percent. I mean, because the sort of dude. So the oh, you know what? So Vijay has this funny thing. He was like, yeah. he was saying, um, you know, Indian team has like eighteen really good players, mm-hmm. and 
is like, I want to use the talent of all these guys. How do I do that? I'm like, bro, it's good to have a good squad depth because it helps you when someone is injured. Yes. But Vijay's mind's going crazy because he's like, all 18 of them are good and we can't use all their talent. You can't use all their talents. That's fucked up. I mean, but that's what the difference is between like winning and losing a semifinal or winning and losing a final. Yeah, it's squad depth for sure. On this day, 10 years ago, I believe, it was when we won the 2011 World Cup. And I was looking at the depth chart at that time. Uh, like, I was looking at all of the players that we had, not just in that starting level, in the whole squad. Like, it can only get better. Like, to me, all of this doesn't matter unless we win the World Cup this year. To be honest, like, nothing really matters until we win the World Cup. Uh, yeah, I don't think we'll win the T20 World Cup for sure. No. Uh, England are just too good. I don't know how we beat them, dude. Honestly, it's mad ups to India for beating them. But I hate England. I hate English cricket. Okay. I fucking hate those guys. They really but didn't deserve they to. They unfortunately have the best team. They have the best squad depth. They have the best hitters. Like you, like Morgan has changed the way that ODI team plays. Yeah, that's true. It's so easy now in ODI to like chase down 300, 300. Yeah, it's very shaky because today five of them will will perform. Tomorrow they'll be like zero, 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 zero. Who knows? Who knows? But Squad depth is crazy for sure. So I think India and England have the best shot at any World Cup in the next two years. Yeah. I'd um, say it'll be between them. And New Zealand for sure. Has been very strong. And yeah. I think you can always put Australia in there in terms of like the four strongest teams, but I don't know enough. And like Australia is so far away from me that I don't really pay attention to like the sports. Australia have a good team as well. At the end of the day, Australia is Australia. Dude. Those guys are born winners. So <laughs> they'll always be in the they'll in always the around the corner. They'll even win the World Cup. No one will be surprised. They'll be like, yeah, it's okay. yeah, oh, Like Mercedes with, with Formula. I'm like, oh, what a, what a fucking shot. Okay, yeah, what Lewis Hamilton won before the race, who's winning? You know what? I find those polls absurd, dude. Some of them, they're like, who wants to bet on this guy winning? Uh, no one. I want to bet some money on Lewis Hamilton winning. Though, how much are you going to make? Like nothing. Nothing. Because Lewis Hamilton is going to win 200%. <laughs> but yeah, it's... Yeah. I feel like they still have everything going for them. Fast bowlers, batsmen. Yeah. I just think though they don't perform in the IPL because, you know. I mean. It's the, it's the opposite of English football players. They don't perform for the national team, but then they perform for the clubs. <laughs> These guys care about the national team more than the clubs. <laughs> well, that, I mean, that's, that's what I was, was going to ask as well. So now, because you grew up watching some of the best United teams, some of the best like Premier League teams at Manchester United, right? That now I was gonna say back then with the English national team, do you like the English national football team? I'm like indifferent, dude. So I used to support them hardcore. There was this yeah. point when my favorite national, like international team, yeah. was obviously I support you United. Yeah. I wasn't really into in, like I was into international football, but the, like probably the first real full game that I watched was the '98 World Cup. Mm. And but it didn't appeal to me. I was so young. I was eight years old. It's not yeah. like I grew up watching football every day for me to know what was happening. Yeah, it was, more, it was. It's more like a blur in my head. But I feel like I supported England initially because they were winning. Mm-hmm. Then I supported Germany, not because they were winning, because I supported Manchester United. Yeah. Then I started supporting Germany because they were winning, and I really liked Schweinsteiger. Yeah. Right now, I don't know. Right now, I don't know who I support. Like Germany is obviously my club. Like. Mm-hmm. They're probably the ones I always support. But I don't know. I feel like this 
right now I don't really have like a favorite favorite. I wouldn't mind switching from Germany to someone else if I think they play better football. Something like for me, like because especially when watching Euros, which are coming up, none of the teams like they could all they could all be great. They could all be shit. I don't know. What I love is team chaos. Like I want the most chaotic games possible. The 2018 World Cup final, uh, France Croatia 4-2. That was batshit insane. Like. That, that was just some weird ass game, dude. That's the shit I love, man. Like when referees crazy shit happening. Oh man, that's why you just love those kind of games because it doesn't matter realistically who wins. Like my my national pride isn't really being affected. Now in the it world does, Cup, it's a different, but you know Euros especially. I think Euros will be fun. I think footballs. The thing is, I have this whole thing agenda against football right now because I'm like, all these guys care about is money. They don't care about player welfare. Yeah, they really don't give a shit. Yeah, hell, no shit. Because what the fuck, dude? This season's been a mess. Last season was crazy towards the end. This season's been fucking insane. Then they have the Euros. Then they come back and then they play. The then they have the World Cup in Qatar in October. Yeah, yeah that's right. Insane. That's so much football, dude. I like as a fan there being football on every day to watch. For sure, I like it. Hundred percent. I'm not actually watching Brighton. Point. I got so used to it. Oh my god, this is so true. So the Bahrain race finished, and I'm like, next race, 18th April. I'm like, who the fuck waits for three weeks before the next race, man? What the fuck? <laughs> and then I realized you're so spoiled because of the pandemic and last season. Where they were like back to back races, like three times a week, like back to back three weeks races. Yeah. And all happened every day. Now you're like international break. Why? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you usually ask why international break, right? Now you're like, why at this time? You're like killing the players. I mean, Lewandowski is injured for four weeks. He's not yeah. going to play against PSG. Which really impacts their, which really impacts how the yeah. PSG. The travel's not fair on them. It's, it's, yeah, it's not a nice scene. No, it's not. But that's the we're thing. We're getting entertained. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. It is escapism, and they care about their money while recouping their investment. So at the end of the day, yeah, yeah. that's all they're going to care about. Is it confirmed that there will be fans in the stadium for IPL this year? Do you know? Yeah, in some stadiums. Some of them, okay. Because I heard that like some teams will be playing in different cities for like everyone's years. playing in different. No one has a home ground. Oh, everyone's playing in different bubbles. So yeah. Bangalore and Mumbai are in the Chennai bubble. Uh, Chennai, everyone has three different bubbles, three different stadiums basically. Mm-hmm. And the semifinals and finals is in the new stadium, like that, the Narendra Modi Stadium. There's a new stadium in Ahmedabad that is fucking massive. It looks like the Waka dude. 100k or something like that can fit. Yeah, it looks like SCG, MCG, that level fucking epic. I like that. I'm not even kidding. And it's the biggest stadium in the world. Cricket stadium in the world. Is that where the cricket (laughs) When the Modi went ham, dude. He's like, okay, (laughs) make the stadium. And then one day before a cricket match, he's like, okay, now name it after me. Okay, now we're rolling. Let's go. <laughs> and guess what colors all the seats in that fucking stadium is, dude? Yes. Orange, white, and green. <laughs> Saffron all over. Man, when they play fucking red ball cricket, you can't see the ball. Batsmen are 100% going to have a problem with spotting the ball. 
just saffron. There is blue as well, but it's yeah. just orange. That's the only bad thing about that stadium, dude. The fucking <laughs> color of those seats. I mean, you're making such a fucking amazing facility. Have some shame and don't put it in the color of your body, dude. You don't have shame don't anymore. Make, don't make this political. Okay, I won't. Fine. I'll just keep the chairs yellow, like orange, and then I'll name the stadium after me. That's yeah. it. More political. <laughs> no, but that's the thing, Ishu. People don't have shame anymore. They're just like, oh, I'm just... I heard about what happened in the UK with the report that came out. There's no institutional racism. Like, people just don't have shame anymore. It's... What, what can you do, right? At least there's some kind of like self-doubt that we show, exhibit from time to time. Oh, is this the right thing to do? Oh, should I be saying this? People just don't give a shit anymore. Fuck anyone, it's just like, like, what social media people keep talking about you? I don't care. I'm going to go do my work. I don't care about all of this. How long are they going to be talking about it? One year? Yeah. Cool talk. I'll still be in power. Yeah, I'll still be in power. <laughs> um... <laughs> I'll do one bad thing and 10 small good things and then people will forget about the bad things. That's true. That's true. But yeah. That's I, just... um, I really enjoyed this. Do you want to stick around for after? Yeah, sure, man. Yeah? Yeah. When do you have your interview? Oh. Uh, my interview is in an hour and a half. But before I forget, um, how can people engage with you online? Instagram. Like, Instagram, not Twitter, as we said. No, oh, no, Twitter, Twitter's, Twitter banned me and I deleted my Facebook six years ago. Nice. So you banned Twitter as well because you haven't gone back. Because I remember the... Yeah, I, dude, I don't have any more email addresses to get back on Twitter and I don't plan to make one just to get on Twitter. I don't think you deserve that sort of respect. So fuck that. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> so right. I'm like, okay. Well, because I know that there are some people that are Manchester United fans, Ferrari fans, IPL fans that listen to this in the friend group. And because we just did our draft for Fantasy IPL and Fantasy Cricket, this was like the perfect way to hey, talk. Fantasy IPL drafts, you're way more active than me, dude. Holy shit. The only draft that I have is for football. I'm assisting, yeah, in, in that league. I'm assisting, I'm the assistant to the general manager, which is Aditya Balamurli, the Magic City Pasanglas. Because his oh, team the Magic oh. and my team was the Pasangalas. So now I feel like it's like a nice connection for you guys back home and stuff. Not back home, good. but yeah, it's like an Indian thing. Exactly. And we get to like talk cricket to each other in the group chat, but also now that we are both like I'm on his team, uh, like I'm going to call him later tonight because IPL starts uh, next Friday. So we're going to talk about like what kind of things do you we... You can come to me for some insights if you want. I have a whole insight. Yeah, a little insight, a little... ITK? Yeah, totally. I'll give you all the right players to pick. Yeah. It's like, we, we, were, we were looking at, because I was asking him, do you want to pick Chennai players? Yes or no? Because there's like, you can have a bias for, you can have a bias against. And so we were talking about that heavily. We'll, we'll talk about it offline, because I don't want the people who might listen to this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about it offline. I was just giving you. You know, yeah. I'm being very careful to draw that. Yeah. This is good. Thanks for joining, man. I appreciate it. Where, if you could see on, yeah, awesome. Take care. I'll see you around soon. Yep. Thanks for listening to today's episode, and thank you for supporting us. Be sure to also check out our Buy Me a Coffee link, and get in touch with us on our social media at Gupshop Pod. Talk to us about Formula One, about IPL. Who do you think is going to win the race in Imola on April eighteenth? 
a bunch of us have a group chat going on and excited to hear what your thoughts are.